0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: Uh, how's it going, everyone? Man, my first uh, playoff game over is not going exactly how I expected. There's already 53 people in here watching, and uh, man, I can't believe it. When the Oilers were up three-one with eight minutes left, I was already writing questions. To ask Audie. I, I just like the Oilers at the beginning. I, you know, probably got a little bit too cocky. I was probably a little bit too confident in their ability. <laughs> And the LA Kings made me pay. They made all of the Edmonton pay. There is a ton of stuff that happened in this game. It was a super eventful game. I, I do think the Oilers were the better team because they they lost the game, but they won where it matters. They won the deserve to win a meter by quite quite a bit of a margin. So I mean that's at least a positive. But yeah, um, we're obviously joined by the host of Game Over Calgary. Uh, in case Games. you couldn't notice, exactly all the yeah.
0: all the beautiful. Uh, paraphernalia behind me i was gonna i told rob before we uh came on here that i was gonna either wear the king's hats which i ended up taking off or i was gonna go grab an oilers jersey but i feel like flames nation probably would have uh if would have disowned me if they haven't already for for being on this show so thank you for having me uh Um, i'm looking looking forward to chopping it up and uh you know it's nice not having a horse in the race tell you that (laughs) much for free I watched this game pretty stress free up until they they tied it, and I realized that I had to stay up later to watch the watch this team that <laughs> I'm not supposed to be covering. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the chat's going to give it to give it to me for the background, and we'll uh, hopefully take away from the pain um but yeah like you mentioned man lots of action but you can also get in on the action with our friends over at sports interaction every hit every shot every goal from your favorite teams and players like leon Dreisidel, who had two goals or who else had two goals tonight uh yeah, yeah. And we're not gonna yeah, yeah. we're not gonna go there we're gonna we'll, we'll stick with leon we'll stick with leon um with competitive odds the best live in play and more ways than ever to get into the game like minute madness if you haven't tried minute madness Lots of fun. um I have not won yet, but I do know people who have won on Minute Madness. You can definitely get in on uh, some pretty good odds on Minute Madness. Download the app in Ontario or use the QR code at the bottom of your screen or head to slash STPN to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And as always, if you or anybody you know has any issues with gambling, please be sure to reach out. There are some resources in the show notes and uh, if you're listening on playback uh, in the show description. So, uh, Reach out if you have any, uh, if you have any concerns there, but yeah, take it, uh, take it away. Let's, let's, let's go through, uh, let's go through the the heartbreak. I told you um, we're going to have a nice little therapy session. You and I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do all the listening. I'll, I'll do thought invoking questions for you, whatever, whatever you need me for, man. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I know that I know the pain.
1: Oh, my God, Yeah, no, I can't even imagine. I again, last year, I said this to you before the show, but last year, I was watching you laughing my ass off as the oilers were just beaten <laughs> down on the flames. I was like, "Oh, what a goof! I can't even imagine. I had no empathy whatsoever. And all of a sudden, right after I got up to walk over to my computer, my heart was just full of empathy for you from last year because I now I can understand and I can grasp what <laughs> what what happened to you last year, man, this game, going into it, there was an air of confidence all throughout the market at edmonton there was everyone and their dog and their dentist and their mom and everyone was picking the oilers to go to the final right this people were some people were saying this is going to be a long series some people were saying this is going to be a short series but edmonton seemed to be the overwhelming favorite uh, la's without um uh gabe Bellardi. they're obviously without kevin fiala so and and we know they're not in edmonton so for game 1 this was for the Kings to win this game, it is such. It is even. It was even just more critical for them to get a win without those two guys in the lineup. This was a must-win game for those. You needed to beat them when they were down. And you know, just to sum up everything in two seconds, and yeah, there's a number of like specific instances you could point to. This was the December Oilers coming back out. You know, they won nine in a row going into the playoffs. They were the hottest team in the NHL since January 11th. They had a better points percentage than Boston. They were the best team in the league. They were dominating everyone. They weren't just dominating San Jose and Anaheim. They beat LA twice in the last six games of the year. They beat Colorado, right? They were beating really good opponents. They were playing lockdown defensive hockey, five goals against in the last seven games. This game, they come into so much energy. The roof at Rogers was going to blow up. They were so physical on the Kings. The Kings didn't have an inch of space. In the first period, might've been the most perfect period of hockey I've seen the Oilers play, right? They leave that period up to nothing um they I, I don't think the kings got one high danger scoring chance that entire period the oilers suffocated them everywhere again they beat the kings at their own game the king's game plan is to win every game zero zero right they're gonna run that one three one and what the oilers did instead of trying to carry the puck in they committed to the dump and chase try and beat that one three one and it worked dry saddle five on five goal to open the game and usually in the past like 12 games the guy who scores the team who scores first Wins in the series. That's all it takes to be at L.A. Because when they go run and gun, nine times out of ten, the Oilers can out- outgun any team, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. o- and just obviously tonight, tonight they just felt like – I I believe the Oilers were a better team. And I know there's going to be a ton of Kings fans in the chat that want to let me know how shitty those are. Kings and four, Kings and five, whatever. I, I still think that, yeah, the Oilers, they lost game one last year. They lost game one this year. Losing game one sucks. It's not, doesn't mean you're defeated by any means. Now it's just so, it's just so tough. Losing game one hurts way more. I feel like than losing, you know, a game three when it's tied one, one, I don't know. It just feels because you're anticipating this game so much. And I'm I'm kind of rambling all over the place because I am just my mind was racing a thousand miles a minute from when I saw Derek Ryan tie the game in overtime, and I jumped up off my couch screaming, woke my entire family, and then to find out it's Nogel, and ugh, just Kings fans are rejoicing and reading Twitter and all the people dunking, and yeah, there's a number of things even from the, from the Edmonton perspective we can nitpick, and I didn't like specific even from the crowd there were things that drove me nuts tonight, um, but yeah, sorry sorry to to. Go all over the place. This, and touch this, on everything, this is your but... show. This is your
0: show. I'm just a passenger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like to to kind of to kind of hone it all in from like my perspective, watching this game as a neutral observer. Uh, no horses in the race. Obviously, you, you introduced me as the host of Game Over Calgary, and you can mm-hmm. see clearly behind me my, where my affiliations lie. Um. It was. Uh, you know, I was texting back and forth with you. I was texting back and forth with Rob. And Rob and I watched the remainder of the third period and, and all of overtime together. And we were, you know, going back and forth. And um, uh, by the way, shout out producer Rob, who's behind the yes. scenes uh, organizing this this lovely stream for everybody. Um, but even like during the third period and, and into overtime, I, I was talking to Rob and I said, man, like this is like the, the Oilers, They can't they can't lose this game. There's no way they lose this game. Like, they came out in the first period, like you talked about, that first period was probably some of the most entertaining hockey that I've watched in the last, like, and this is not hard to do when you cover the Calgary Flames, but some of the most entertaining hockey that I've watched in the last six months, Mm. let's say. Um, There has not been a lot of that in Calgary land. But uh, that's exactly, and I put out a tweet, that's exactly the kind of game that I would have expected, like, a seven-game series of a Battle of Alberta last year, right? Obviously, it did not go that Mm way, Um, but, you know... That's it. It was fun. It was it was fun. It was it was high paced. Uh, the Oilers were all over it. Drysaddle looked like he was doing Leon Drysaddle things. Um, McDavid was all over the place as he is, and I and I don't get to clamor too much about Connor McDavid on my show for obvious reasons. But like, I, I want to take a moment to just appreciate from from someone who covers a team other than Edmonton, just how goddamn good this guy is, and and how yeah. much of a treat it is to be able to watch this guy. And, you know, I know my allegiances lie in the sea of red, but it'll be a goddamn sin if, if in my lifetime I don't get to see that guy lift the Stanley Cup. So yeah. I'm uh, in a very roundabout way rooting for Edmonton to uh, to do it just because of the legacy. And it's not often that, you know, someone like that comes around and, and, and we get to witness it. So as, as hockey fans and in, in general, we just have to uh, appreciate the greatness. And be- I know not many I know not many fan bases are willing to admit that outside of Edmonton. But totally. to bring it back to the game, yeah, like LA looked flat. They looked like they're like, you know, the deserve to win a meter or the give a crap meter in in that case. Like they looked like they just, it was game 83. It wasn't game one of the playoffs. It was game 83 for them. And um, yeah, they looked flat, but it, it almost seemed like they, they wrote out the, they, they played the long game. Like if that makes sense, mm-hmm. like they kind of, yeah. like they, they knew Edmonton it. was, yeah, they knew Edmonton was going to come out to uh, hots and, uh you know like a bat out of hell and 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 they did and they, mm-hmm. they 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 rode that for a little bit and then they finally had them where they wanted them and and they uh they ended up coming back and and obviously we know how the how how this game ends but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's hard to um well, hard to imagine how the oilers lost that one it was well, uh for me the first
1: one. the first star of that game like Kempe scored some nice goals I would like Stuart Skinner to make some a uh, couple more saves like especially the goal that tied the game to my eyes that was a pretty weak goal it kind of went under the arm sat behind him that he didn't really know where the puck was and Kopitar banged it home you know there's just a number of things i think the first star for the la kings bar none was jonas Corpusalo, right oh yeah he played phenomenal and, and it really sucks because like this is the thing in overtime oilers had 11 shots the kings had just three right the oilers were outworking the kings in overtime they were doing everything they could and this is where i think a lot of the frustrations for oilers fans were going to are going to come in obviously the blow and lead is one big frustration but And and I'm not so and again, and I know you don't like to blame the refs, and I don't like to blame the refs, but I think it's something that we need to talk about because essentially we
0: I I think we'd be we we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't.
1: No, exactly. Essentially, after the Oilers get their five on three in the first period, Bouchard puts the Oilers up 2-0. I see Kings fans all over Twitter, series over, Oilers in four, game over. They were so down. And after that, the Oilers had the remainder, essentially the only other power play the Oilers got was like 30 seconds at the beginning of a period on that makeup call, that RNH high stick to make Mm -hmm. up after the I follow one. And it was like, it was six unanswered Kings uh, power plays, right? Just one after the other. And in my head after a while, I'm like, okay, game management, like they're going to give the Oilers one power play here. They're going to give the Oilers something. But they, they didn't They just kept being power play Kings power play Kings power play Kings and and and, and there's a few things I could point to here and there but it's the, for the playoffs for this instance it'd be ticky tack right there's you know a, a, a interference on Hyman in the corner there was high sticking there's a few things there was a uh, what is it called a um uh too many men on the ice penalty that the, all of Rogers plays called but they, they didn't call which is fine the one that really will frustrate Oiler's fans is in overtime right Warren Fogle, who had a monster game, I thought the Oilers' bottom six was really good and really yep. competitive. Right? Yep. That I think this was an eye-opening game for a lot of people outside the market, the, the, just to get grasped. The Oilers actually do have depth this year, and to watch—I uh, can't remember who it was—in the King's elbow, uh, Fogle in the face, he falls over. I like. I thought that was an interference penalty. I thought it could have been elbowing penalty. Whatever. Don't if you don't call that, that's fine. But five seconds later, you have. Blake Lazar interfering doing whatever I don't, I don't even know what that was with Deharnay Deharnay falls over and he steps on his stick and um obviously they call that on the Oilers in overtime and you just could feel the goal coming. You just knew that it was coming. But the but after what Skinner let in, I was really nervous watching the the shots that LA took. I and mean, we knew they were going to generate some chances. The Oilers' penalty kill was phenomenal early on. Mm-hmm. Matias Yanmark with the blocks. Nick Bukestad with the constant faceoff wins. McDavid, Dreisad Nugent Hopkins. It didn't matter. Everyone was putting in the work. Nurses was getting a stick in lane. Uh, Ekholm was phenomenal with the clears. The Oilers were the better team. I just think they weren't able to solve Corpus Allo and the Kings got a few more lucky breaks
0: as, you know, bad as that, yeah, is so Yeah, I, I think, think you, you could say lucky breaks or they just capitalized, like, this is a problem and and, and this is, I hate to, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. infiltrate this show with Calgary, but I can draw no, ahead. From, from Calgary's season mm-hmm. because it was so fucking bad. Um, but, like, a lot of times when Calgary would have a good game, you know, they, they, they'd they show stretches of, like, you know, 10 minutes of of just nonstop pressure. Then they'd let their foot off the gas for, you know, a couple minutes. They'd send the each line out or whatever, and they'd just coast. And that's when teams would, would pounce, and that's when they make their strike. And I think that's kind of how L.A. Saw, uh, kind of found their offense tonight, was they just waited for that, like, one time to pounce. Because you're right, the Oilers were the better team through 60 70 whatever 72 minutes or whatever the hell it ended up being um they were the better team but there were there were there were moments in this game where la looked like the better team and that's when they that's when they scored those goals and that's when they you know generated their chances and and they'd have a bit of a a sustained offensive zone time uh, a little bit of pressure um but it wasn't for long stretches it was just those little little moments where they would uh and I don't even think it was just Edmonton letting their foot off the brick. I don't know what you chalk it up to, but uh but gotcha, they pounced just on it.
1: Edmonton Oilers hockey right there. And one thing I do want to say before I forget, there's hundred and seventeen people watching live right now. We only got like 17 likes. So we're gonna make the like goal 97 like in honor of Connor McDavid, because of course that I really have no other better number to pick. If 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 I may,
0: quickly before we yes. go on too, um with that many people in here, Rob's been plugging uh, behind the scenes on SDPN from uh, uh, the account. Uh, but throughout the whole playoffs, we're raising money for Alphabet Sports Collective. Um, Alphabet Sports Collective creates a safe and inclusive environment in hockey for folks of all sexual identities and gender expressions through education, community building, uh, and mobilization. You can donate at uh, alphabetsportscollective.com slash donate. Rob's going to be plastering the link in the chat, so be sure if you do want to donate. Um, we're going to be trying to keep that initiative rolling so the longer the oilers stay in the playoffs the more we can donate to them so let's hope for that i didn't mean to cut you off i just wanted to make sure we plug that whoa, in there as well Oh, absolutely
1: i appreciate it i, I man, my mind is so
0: it's all shattered good
1: dude. right now that like i cannot have two straight like concurrent thoughts like usually me and dennis can roll through the game one goal one player right after the other bing bang boom whatever but man, you're just this place, you're starting from the end, you're kind of working your way backwards, you talk a little bit about the beginning, you talk about the middle, I'm glad you threw in the alphabet sports collective, because that obviously is super important. But man, that just it's such a frustrating game. And there's two ways that this thing can go like, like, just yeah man it's just so freaking frustrating they it, mm-hmm. like Edmonton was doing everything they could they were beating LA at their own game they just they just let up and there were goals like the second goal that LA scored I, I believe the second Kempe goal for example that is a play that did not happen in the last 42 games of the season no. Connor McDavid Skating down the ice has Leon Dry off to his side. And obviously, you know, in years past, always passed the dry always pass the dry If he makes the pass, it's a good goal. This year, McDavid, 64 goals. He takes that shot every single day of the week. I don't know what happened to him to make him make the pass. But he makes the pass. It was a horrible turnover. He was, I, he was
0: watching too many Huberto highlights. Uh,
1: exactly, and I, ne- <laughs> I literally, you can watch back every single game over Edmonton. I do not criticize Connor McDavid. We don't speak bad of ninety-seven. We don't speak bad of twenty-nine. He could. Can- on his own net it doesn't matter but that play in that situation at that point in the game you just have to take the shot if you score a goal there it's over it's lights out for the kings right the oilers let them back in the game they they do this thing and this was a theme early on in the season it was something oh we
0: that... lost oh there we're good we're good oh, we lost your audio yeah. for a second you're good oh, though
1: sorry. you're good okay cool uh it was something there was a, a theme early on in the Oilers season that when they would get a two-goal lead or even a one-goal lead or sometimes even a three-goal lead, instead of continuing to push, they would try and play this defensive hockey that, like, all the boomers say you need to be able to play to win, right? That uh, lockdown, physical, hard-nosed... Daryl Sutter about them. Oh, exactly, I know exactly, I know exactly was, what you're talking about. It was style hockey. Bang, crash, straight lines. That's what they were doing. And in, in, in that... The Oilers lost so many games early on in the year when they tried to play that lockdown after playing this fast, high tempo hockey early on. I remember early on there was a game in Dallas that they ended up losing because of that. There was a they blew a lead really late to New Jersey, another fast, skilled team um, early on in the season, and then they kind of cleaned it up. And we thought at the end of the year, okay, they've learned they can lock it down, whatever. And then in this game, you saw a shift back to that old Oilers thing, where in the third period, all of a sudden it was dumped. It wasn't just dumped chase retrieve and keep the pressure on it was dump and fall back almost as if they were dropping back to a one three one to try and stop la's attack when that is not how you should be playing the la kings it, they just fundamentally approach the game wrong in the third period it was it wasn't what we're used to seeing from the edmonton oilers i i don't want to say like last year i remember the excuse when they lost game one was they were caught off guard by the energy of the crowd and you know they didn't we didn't really know how good the kings were but that's not the case this year we know how good the kings were they've gone through that playoff run with that building rocking they knew exactly what to expect they were up they were had themselves in a great position and they just they lost it, right? They Bro, they were playing the "Burn It to the Ground" by
0: Nickelback before they came out. Like, how the fuck do you not run through a brick wall when exactly. that song comes? On before
1: you're- exactly. you want to
0: talk about getting hyped up and, and knowing the energy? Yeah, they've been they they the majority of this group has been there before. Um, this ain't nothing new. It's 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 as far as I'm concerned. I'm not trying to take shots or nothing, but like, it's a lame excuse if that's if that's what you're gonna roll with tonight. Um, look, the energy was great, and that's something you usually build off. It's not something you Mm -hmm. you usually use as an excuse the other way. And it's, you know, I I get it, though. I get it, because... I remember yeah. the
1: Yamamoto quote where he said, he remembers like he was so jacked up. He came out and took a really stupid penalty early on. And that's kind of was the the fault. but this, that that was last year this year. I'm like, okay, they're experienced, you know, they mm-hmm. have the Colorado, uh, they have that Colorado thing. And I'm not someone who likes to lean on those cliches of playoff experience and all that different stuff that you can't really quantify. Right. But that's where I think all of the confidence in in, in Edmonton came into this into, into this playoff series. It came from that experience because watching the McDavid and Dry settle in the last five games, you could feel that there was another level, and you could see you could sense that they, that there was just a different. Uh, aura around the team, right? And the way they were carrying themselves, the way they were conducting themselves is like nothing that I have ever seen. And I've watched every single game has ever played. And I've watched every single game McDavid's ever played. This is by far the most confident they have seen, right? So it's really... It's a really, really, really big reality check, I think, coming into this game and having what happened happen to you at that the way it did, right? You you think you won in overtime. You had you had a two-goal lead with eight minutes left. There were so many things you could have done, right? It just shows that they need to work harder. This LA team, like you said at the beginning, they linger, they stick around, they're so pesky, they're all just rats, right? Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Respect Kopitar, he, you know, whatever. He's been around, he's won. But Kempe, guys, a rat. Uh, Tyler Riemtruck on, on, Oilers, o- on Oilers Nation Radio or whatever, put it the best way. is like Blake Lazar, rat, Kempe, rat, Dano, rat, Aya Follow, rat. They're just such a dislikable, scrawny team that you just want to punch every single one of them in them in the face, right? <laughs> and I, I, it just drives me fucking nuts. Like Dano's beard is, Oh, my god! Like shave that beard, my guy. You look like you, you. I actually I don't want to say it because it's bad, but um, I'm not gonna
0: make fun of someone's appearance, but um, that's okay. You're you, you yeah. know what? You're, you're you're firing on all cylinders. We mm-hmm. uh, this is this is your therapist speaking. Um, I understand how you're feeling. I've I've been there because last season, and again, I'm not making it. I'm not mm-hmm. making it about. Calgary um but last season you know Peter and I we got to do three games before the playoffs started and then it was boom here we are we got the Dallas series that went to seven Mm -hmm. we had the Oilers and you guys made quick work of us it was emotional man the the the, doing game over um I'm kind of glad that the flames are out because I don't have to like I said I have no horse in the race I've got I don't have to uh go through the emotional trauma I the season was bad enough but jumping right into playoffs as your first experience doing game over uh, on this network, it's intense. Like mm-hmm. your view, you, there's way more eyes on it. First of all, it's it's way more. You're way more passionate. Everybody else is way more passionate. So I get what you're feeling. A lot mm-hmm. of people. Jay Money's here. He was in all of our streams last year too. He knows exactly how it is. But just you know what? All I can say as an outside person looking in is. This team is way better, or not way better. This team is too good to let this kind of loss dictate the rest of their playoffs. And if anything, if anything, and again, I don't watch a whole, I, I don't watch as many Oilers games as I sh- as I would like to. Um, if anything, I think this is just going to be like a watch out for them for the rest of the series. Like getting well. getting that kind of loss on home ice to start mm-hmm. the playoffs. They're not letting that happen again. 97 we talk about that pass to dry work up broken up on that two-on-one he should have shot that one he knows he should have shot that puck what's oh, he gonna yeah. do how's he gonna answer it next game i'd be fucking well, scared shitless about this, and with I this know, guy on the ice
1: i don't have these numbers uh in front of me but off the top of my head Connor mcdavid scored zero points uh this season i think only seven times there are only seven games this year here he is held pointless he had 3 points in I believe 19 games or something ridiculous like that, right? Almost mm-hmm. double. And again, I'm I might be mixing up that stat, but I, I believe that's exactly how it is, right? He had no points tonight. The Kings I they, like McDavid was brilliant. We saw the couple rushes from him early on where he broke through every Kings defender. Uh he was he, the only person who got smacked was Drew Doughty by him early on, right? McDavid was bringing yeah. all the pressure, but he couldn't beat Jonas Corpusalo. There was a chance late in the third, right, where if McDavid just had a couple more inches, he would have been able to elevate the puck over Corpusalo's pad, um, similar to how he scored a 60th goal in Arizona in overtime, right? He, there were such little plays where McDavid was held off the score sheet. McDavid always is going to, I know he drew two calls tonight. He could draw five calls every single game. The amount of holding and hooking and prodding that he gets is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why, you know, Oilers fans are going to be unhappy when you look at the six power plays for LA where you have Ayafalo and Kemping and all these, you know, third line bums drawing calls and Connor McDavid has to slug through 17 pounds of horseshit in order to get to the net. So th- that part's a little frustrating, obviously. And they, But then this is also the thing. You have McDavid all, as your number one center and you have play off Leon Drysaddle is your second line center and everyone likes to call him power play merchant power play merchant he scored two goals five on five today he might be the best player in the NHL like honest to god he is so dominant he's so disgusting When they're both going and when they're both converting, no team has an answer for that. No team. Again, I think the Oilers lost and it sucks, but again, I think they beat themselves more than the Kings beat them. I think Stu is capable of being better. I think... No, I don't think the bottom six are really uh, capable of being there, but I think they're going to. They're able. To, they're a better finishing team than they showed tonight. They mm-hmm. definitely had chances. I think the guys who you can look to to have a rebound game is someone like Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman had multiple chances where he kind of gets it to the and He gets it in a position where he can either pass off or take the shot, and he just kind of held on to it for a second too long. Right, Evander Kane. He now he he always struggles with passing. That's kind of uh, one of his weaknesses, but. The thing about Evander Kane is he took two really really weak penalties in this game. Like they were penalties, they were fully avoidable penalties. There were way too many stick infractions, right? I think the Oilers came out so hard they didn't pace themselves. They didn't pay. They didn't. They didn't do anything to 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 keep that energy level up as the game wore on. And you saw in that third period with about seventeen minutes left in the game because I, I, Edmonton came out hard in the in in the at the beginning of the third. Rushard had a really good chance, but then LA just started slowly taking it to them and slowly working back to into their game, and and that's where you saw the Oilers start to crumble, right. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I had so many things I wanted to ask you before when I thought the Oilers <laughs> were gonna win, but it, I, they just don't make any sense. One thing that I did want to ask you, and I think it still yeah. is relevant, and I know he took that penalty late night. And, and, and this is another penalty where I, and I'll go to my question in a second. Where I think Oilers fans are gonna have a lot of issues with because personally, I think it was a really, really weak call. Actually, two calls I can point to that were really weak besides the overtime one, not including that one. First one in the first period. Zach Hyman slashing on Quentin Byfield while the others are dominating an ozone shift. Hold on to your stick. Like that is not an NHL penalty in the playoffs. If you're calling that call, everything like that. Um, the, the other one that I think is ridiculous, like two minutes left in the game. I know he snapped his head back, but Evan Bouchard hit him in the shoulder. If you say he hit him in the head, I think, I think they're nuts. I, I do not think he stick made contact with and like any sort of skin on, I can't. Remember, I think it was I follow, but I.
0: Ah, uh, jeez, I can't remember. Whoever Who has remember? was it Grunstrom?
1: I uh, might have been Grunstrom. Tinted advisor. Who's yeah, got the tinted advisor? I, honestly, I can't my, remember. I focus. Yeah, I focus so hard
0: on new other. Sometimes
1: I just I miss like stuff that happens with the other team. Right, you are just you micro analyze them. So I think that one was <laughs> tough. But one, my question is: Did yeah. you, as a Flames fan? Or as an outsider, I should say, realize how good Evan Bouchard is.
0: Oh, dude, yes, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll yep. tell you a little story. I'll tell you a little story. So last night I did a uh, a playoff fantasy draft with with some guys from work, and he was high up on my my draft board. I took so if you haven't seen my bracket, I have uh, I have an Oilers Bruins Cup final. You so does every else. so does everybody else on Twitter. Uh, and I didn't realize that till after I posted my bracket that everybody else thinks the same thing, which means it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Oilers fans, but yeah, it's just not going to happen. Um, but anyways, um, so obviously I'm trying to pick a lot of Oilers and try to pick a lot of Bruins because if they go deep, you get more points. Don't have to explain that. Um, but I was really high on Evan Bouchard and I was going to take him and the freaking guy before me uh, sniped him and I was pissed and I'm like, he's gonna have a hell of a he's gonna have a whale of a playoff. That goal he scored tonight, that was a freaking C and I shot that he scored. Um, he's he is going to be a stud. Like he mm. is this is only scratching the surface of um of what I think Evan Bouchard and 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 not just me, I know a lot of people are, are high on him too, and have been high on him since uh uh since coming out of junior. Um he-
1: he reminds he's, me a lot of Dougie
0: Hamilton. That's who you're yeah, yeah. About. He 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 kind of does. Yeah, I can I can see that. Maybe with uh, a little bit more personality <laughs> than, than 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 Museum Boy, but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. I, I I I I'm I'm very very impressed with uh, with the steps he's taken this year. And look, man, like he's he's poised to have a good playoffs. He's he's shown at this game defensively. He's good um he gets his stick in 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 lanes and, and breaks breaks plays up like it's nothing it's just so effortless and to to put the icing on the cake he's got a cannon of a shot like and 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 he's he's got a good shot like there's a difference between a defenseman who has a good shot but like doesn't hit the net like he does both right like he's got a he's got an absolute howitzer uh, and, and he puts it on net. There's like, I, I hate to pick on Rasmus Anderson. I love the guy. He's getting better at it, but he's got a freaking cannon of a shot, but he hits the net one in five times, right? Yes. Bouchard's, Bouchard's going to go three or four for five, five for five. Like he's going to eat. He, he, oh. he finds his targets and he hits them. Well, Bouchard's thing is nailing him off the
1: crossbar.
0: Like I don't know a defenseman
1: that hits more posts. Oh, than well, than he Bouchard. hit one today. Exactly, every time. And you saw his <laughs> yeah. goal off the post, and he he has the most. I think he might have the best shot on the Oilers. He has the most accurate shot. It's so hard and it's so good. You saw him win the game in overtime in the regular season against Colorado. Uh, on that a very similar move to the goalie scored tonight, right? Yeah, man. He, he played. He probably had one of his best games of his career. And then just later on with that, with those penalties, like, oh, man, it's just, it's, they're so avoidable. And it's going to make a lot of people sour on the game that he had tonight because I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was one of the one of best players. But, yeah, it's something that can't happen. I know. I see a lot of people in the chat talking about how are the Oilers going to rebound? How are the Oilers going to rebound? And oh, easy. Kind of easy.
0: About it. I I have no worries. I I, I like as an I, I know you guys will because yeah, you know what just happened now. And I was the same way when it was when it was Calgary. Man, like I I I know how this this gig gets when it comes down to this time of the year. Um, I know Oilers Nation is going to be uh, on pins and needles, and they're gonna how are they gonna bounce back? as an outsider looking in man i i'm i'm telling you right now i am 0% worried and okay. i i am going to either get friggin uh blasted for having this because it's going to go the other way or it's going to go the way i say it. and i I'm, i firmly believe that um like i think it's going to be a thwomping on uh in game 2 because i just don't think this team is 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 content with um how this transpired mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that not only do they split this on home ice, but they split it with authority and head to l a after um you know after after a good little uh, ass whoop in there so yeah i'm we'll I'm see. confident that they can do it um we'll see it's still yet to be seen but uh, after after what we saw tonight, I would be surprised if it went any other way,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely um it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. It's so easy to live and die with every single loss in the So, I mean, I do it in December. So I was oh man, I was so confident in the third. And then when overtime was starting, I could just feel my heart beating and I in my the in the back of my mind, I'm like, I just want this to be over. I just need a team to end it early. Like I can't take that stress for so long because man, it's nuts. And then you have to go to sleep afterwards, and there's just no way you can go to Adrenaline, sleep. Adrenaline, dude. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's, you're, you're, they're not. It is just the worst. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be big. It's got like 97 has got to come out. And again, the Oilers live and die with, with 97. Like, yeah, dry side can play fantastic. The rest of the guys can play fantastic. And again, bottom six is great. Defense was all right. Uh, it was really good early on. Like you saw backtracks from Fogle and you saw everyone committing dry Dreis- when dry backchecking, back checking, you know, it's a serious game because he mm-hmm. does not forecheck, does not backcheck, <laughs> And, uh, so, yeah, you just know. So, again, it's going to be really interesting to see. I'm so nervous for Game 2. I can't imagine how everyone else in the chat feels like, can't imagine how all the Kings fans feel right now because they must just be elated, especially because everyone seemingly picked them to lose the series, which I was not a fan of. When Sid Cicero tweeted, the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup, I <laughs> wanted to Uh-oh. run my head through a wall. Exactly. <laughs> that was the kiss yeah. of death.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Want to
1: yeah, I want to thank you uh for coming yeah, on man. again and helping me out of when course, Dennis isn't here. Uh obviously I, I I wanna I just apologize. I saw all the regulars in chat and I saw so many new faces that I haven't seen before. Usually I'm much more interactive with the chat, but it it was really hard tough tonight. One. I'm sure you guys can understand. Uh, one more time, you guys wanna hit that like button. There's 127 of you watching right now. I hope you get every single one of you is back. For a game two, I hope there's a better result, and I hope uh we can all celebrate uh here on Wednesday. One thing we also gotta uh, remember to plug is the Alphabet Sports Collective. Um, you know, obviously a great cause, and hopefully I think there's a link down in the description below. So if you guys do yeah. want to go donate, um
0: not Rob, one. but SDPN. Sorry, I got corrected in chat by uh uh oh. by admin. Yes, not yes. Rob, it's just SDPN, but whoever's running SDPN tonight, yeah, not <laughs> Rob. And yeah, also running our stream. Um Yeah, man.
1: Oh man, that was a rough way to go. Uh, but you know, I don't have any faith. The was lost game one against uh against Calgary and they came back and ran all four in a row. So here's it, here's hoping they, they can do it again. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, the Oilers lose uh, 4-3 in overtime in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs <laughs> to the Los Angeles Kings. And, you know, actually, last thing, it was really funny because on Twitter early on when the Kings were like 0 for 5 on the power play, all the Kings fans, I can't believe I have follows on the power play. I can't believe it. Fireable offense, I have on the power play. I have follow with the game winner on the power play <laughs> in overtime as it was poetic. You know, exactly. So poetic. It had to be. But I think that'll be all from us. It's a late night, so yeah any anything any last words from you Bert?
0: No no um thanks uh, thanks for having me. this is great. Yeah. it's it's nice to be on the other side of this uh for once and and not have to talk about how painful the flames were this year but uh yeah man I I truly hope that uh I hope that they can figure this out because uh the the NHL is a much more fun place when 97's playing uh as much as he can so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully that continues for you guys. And, uh, you know, you, Dennis and Avery have a good little run here into the I, playoffs should be fun. I
1: hope so, I hope so too. You couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, brother. Home. No problem. So, yeah, that'll be all from us. Do again. The others lose and uh, yeah, take care. Have as good of a night as you can. Hope everyone mixed in a water. I hope everyone recoups <laughs> tomorrow and has a good sleep as you can. Take care. Take care, everyone.
0: Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sports Book.